Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Forge community, and welcome to episode 100 of the 167 podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, the lead pastor at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm here with my good friend, our media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? It's going great. Yeah? Yeah. I am kind of, if you could see my face, you would know I'm being (laughs) sarcastic, but it's not horrible at all. First, uh, first world problems. You got a few things going on. First world problems. Yeah. Yep, where we are, the Pattersons are uh, moving homes. I mean, we're, the home staying where it is. We are moving from one home, hopefully to another. Yeah. So we're in the process of packing and whatnot. So because we're you, you have to like people are panicking. We're not. Now. We're in you Valdosta, to, the city limits of say, Valdosta. Like you. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> we're not moving to Oklahoma. You, yeah. Yeah. That, that's always the speculation. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, we're, we're getting... A, going back to Oklahoma. <laughs> Is she going to come back? <laughs> we're getting a place where uh, Drew's dad, Andy, can live with us, or as he is affectionately known, Pa, so um, so he can have a place near us on yeah. our property. So, hey, we have a special guest in yeah, the studio we do. today. Yeah, we do, episode 100. Someone who has wanted to be on this show for a while now, but... I hear she's a frequent listener. She is. She listens to it a lot, whether she wants to or not, <laughs> um, and... Um, She's wanted to be on it, but time scheduling hasn't really allowed for it because usually she's in school, but today... She's not. <laughs> our special guest is Mallory Patterson. Woo! Hi. Hey, Mallory. What's up? Uh, I'm... Hi. <laughs> <laughs> this is great podcast material, friends. <laughs> If we had a video version, you'd kind of see that she's a little nervous. Yeah, or, or just awkward. Well, I am an awkward person. No, you're not. <laughs> you're, you're you're really cool. You're coolly awkward. No, you're not. We're all awkward. Yeah. So if you're awkward, I'm I'm definitely you get it from your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hang on, you agreed. Hey, um, she's on your tech team. She is. She's doing a great job. She is one of the people that is running the switcher now. Mm-hmm. And how do you like it? It's good. Yeah? Yeah. Do you enjoy being on the tech team? Yeah. 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 It helps her to engage and focus, you know. Yeah. So, for a lot of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she hears... She has... So, on Sundays, a lot of the tech team have headphones on. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in their ears all the time, either telling them something or making really cheesy jokes. (laughs) Yeah. Dad jokes? Yes. Lots of dad jokes. (laughs) So she just so Mallory, all she she hears a lot of bad jokes, and then she hears ready one. She hears bad jokes. Yeah. Are you telling bad jokes on Sunday? No, I'm just like they're bad, bad. dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so she'll hear like ready camera one, take camera one, and like that's what I'm doing <laughs> for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that's funny. That's funny. Um, well, now you're on the show, and now you see how we do the podcast. So interesting, huh? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. It, it 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 sounds a lot more press more impressive when you're like playing it through your car than you realize, oh, it's just two microphones and a computer. <laughs> and a, yeah. And a white fold up table yeah. <laughs> that you yeah. can buy at Sam's. The production seems a lot more impressive than it actually is on the other <laughs> side. But that that's that's production, that's, right? That's right? how it's made. So, um, Mallory, tell us one thing about you that people might not know. I don't enjoy school. Oh. <laughs> oh wow! Your teachers probably don't listen to this podcast, so that's okay. You do not enjoy school. No, um, but I, do you like to learn? No. In, about anything? <laughs> yeah. Yes, so. that's yeah. So it's yeah. Because yeah, because yeah. one thing I've learned about you in the last year or so is that you're really into gra- graphic design and and computer um, design and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And you're you're learning that from uh, Ashley Fondren, and mm-hmm. she's te- she's te- she's coming up here like once a week, and once y'all a are week, really yeah they try to yeah and y- and y'all are going through like these pro- these big programs like After Effects and Illustrator and stuff like that, and you're learning things that me and me and Ashley didn't learn until college. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So are you like like are you liking that kind of stuff? Like you like um, Illustrator and 
computer CGI, computer generated graphics and stuff. Yeah, it it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you also did a video that we played in the auditorium one she Sunday, did. didn't you? It which, was it which was the one? it was the Google search one. Where it looked oh, like yeah. you were doing a Google search. Yeah. Who is God or Yeah. Yeah. It was like who is God or who is God to me? Or yeah. It was like all the general questions that you would ask about like what were the top generated questions from Google about God. Yes. That's and, right. That's and you did such a great job with that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, Mally, thanks for being our special guest on the 100th episode. Are you we- telling me to leave? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I just know we were about to dive into conversation, and if you didn't want, I mean, you can hang if you want if to. If you want to. Or if you want to depart, you can. doesn't it, matter. It's better than sitting alone in an office. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, you- awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here for this episode. So, so then we'll, we'll have some questions for you, okay? Yeah. Actually, there. what we're talking about, yeah, she and might having, have some insight. That and would having be, a, one of our children in here to actually talk about would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, unless I don't like what she says, and then we'll edit it then out. Then we'll cut that part <laughs> out, and she left right Just now. Kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Well, so, all right, so I've already told you guys that, um, you know, we're in the middle of trying to pack up, and, you know, it's just a whole thing to try and show your house for pictures before you even pack to move, and... It's just a lot. You all know. I'm not telling any of y'all something you don't know, but but it is a lot. And then, um, you know, and then on top of you know just the regular work that we do. So I'm trying to keep up with all that. <clears throat> yeah, I, rem- uh, but I also, remember. Oh. I remember asking Ben. I was like, "How much of my house do I actually have to clean for these photos?" Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you gotta. You gotta. Yeah. Clean go ahead. It. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. Cleaning. Yes. But just. Yeah. You just accumulate a lot of stuff. So I've, much stuff. We've lived in this house. Uh, we moved into the house two weeks before Mallory was born. Wow. So we've lived there for eleven and half years. You know, eleven and something years. So, um, that's a lot of accumulation. I mean, mm. we're not hoarders by any means. No, but but still, you just pick up stuff There's randomly. Just stuff. There's just stuff. Oh, and my husband's out of town this week, so... Oh, joy. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why there wasn't a card game this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They played on Sunday afternoon, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Um, but, so, here we were. We knew the 100th episode was coming. You know, what are we going to do? And I contact Josh, and I'm like, dude, I I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. I have not given it the focus it needed, and I don't know what to do. And you had a fantastic... Um, idea. So if you want to tell us. Yeah. So it's kind of a uh, podcast topic I've been keeping in my pocket for a little while because it was, it's not something that you can just do like in a normal, like in a normal episode, it kind of needs to be like a special episode kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I, I kind of want to talk about how working in ministry has affected our faith, Oof. you know, good, yeah. bad, or the other, mm-hmm. and then kind of give a little bit of context to how, it's it's been affected, good or bad. Mm. How real can we be? I, I mean, <laughs> as real as we always are. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, probably yeah. if if there's bad things, we probably don't want to say names. <laughs> no, and I wasn't even. I was just thinking me. I wasn't thinking anyone else. So. Yeah, well, I mean, but you know, the one thing about this is people. There's so many people involved yeah. in not only ministry but faith. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. since since we're called to worship together, mm-hmm. so. It, you can't have your faith story without people. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. We were not intended to do this alone, that's for sure. Um, so I guess we will say this in case you didn't pick up on it already, listener, is that we are kind of like pausing the, the Le- Leviticus the uh, companion yeah. for today. Um, it's been a great series so far. Justin did a great job Sunday. Um, there's a couple of key points that he made that actually flow right into what I'm talking about Sunday, which, by the way, we're also pausing Leviticus on mm-hmm. Sunday yep. um, to talk about what I'm going to talk about. And I'm, that's all I'm going to say, but it's just it's just really interesting. And then we'll continue uh, the week after that. But um, so repeat the question one more time. <laughs> How has working in ministry affected our faith? Oof, okay. Good, bad, or the other? So Mallory, be thinking and- about how that... Is how does your mom working in ministry affect your faith? You don't have to answer it now. Just let that kind of be there. We've actually talked about some of these things, you and I. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, 
case in point, like Mallory, you're probably one of the people that are up here more than any other six. Well, maybe not Grant, but like any other <laughs> out of y'all two, y'all are probably the sixth graders that are up here the most, yeah. and that and that plays a part into your life, right? So just be thinking about that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Josh, well, I mean, this was floating in your brain. Do you wanna? You want to start us off? I mean, we don't have to go your turn, my turn, your turn. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I figured we'd ping pong around a little bit, but. Well, so, okay, so I never really expected myself to go into ministry, mm-hmm. yep. you know, and I was I was working at Publix full time and I was getting a media degree and I go, well, okay, so I'm working at Publix full time and it's going really well, but I'm getting this college degree that I assume I'll never use. <laughs> You know, because yeah. I'm on track to do really well with Publix. Mm-hmm. And um, Larry Lawrence, who was the church administrator mm-hmm. at the time downtown, calls the department. Something had happened at FUMC, mm-hmm. and they were no longer had someone in charge of the tech team mm-hmm. in the sanctuary. And he calls the um, uh, dean or whoever's in charge of the media program and says, hey, we need someone right away. We need someone that can work in a church and can basically keep a clean mouth. <laughs> like that that was the that was yeah, the criteria. Who, okay. <laughs> knew what knew how to run a production, uh-huh. but didn't cuss. <laughs> it wasn't even like we want a Christian. It was like we don't just bring them here. Yeah, yeah. Don't offend the children or the old ladies. Exactly. <laughs> and right. then so that that call happened on a Wednesday. I was the only one they recommended. I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're a believer. But, well, I mean, my professors didn't know that. Yeah. Because I was working all the time, so I wasn't able, actually yeah, able to Yeah, you didn't have that rapport. Yeah. In, yeah. In time. So, he recommended me. I had a meeting with Larry on Friday. <laughs> and you started Sunday morning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and, I remember that transition time. And, fr- like, he comes, he's, like, he walks me through the tech stuff in the sanctuary and he goes do you know what that is and i was like yeah that's a soundboard do you know what that is and that's a that's a tv switcher and he's like do you know how to work those yep (laughs) he's like when can you start (laughs) yeah that's funny i mean but it's true and and yeah and it was a yeah i'm glad it happened yeah and so so i didn't so i wasn't seeing myself working in in a church or working in ministry or anything like that but um and it started off really rocky for me Mm-hmm. The first Sunday, half my team sh- like half my team showed up on Sunday to work, and they realized I was twenty one or twenty two. I don't remember. I think it was twenty one still, and they all quit. No way. Right at the beginning of the service. It, it wasn't because you were twenty one. I think it's because of whoever well, there, was in the, there was yeah. there was other situations. Yeah. But yeah. for me, it was oh well, right. You're I don't want to work for some kid because these were all like forty somethings mm-hmm. and fifty somethings that had been doing it for fifteen years. Right. And so I took it extremely personal. Sure. And like I was like, this is what it's like to work at a church. <laughs> this Yay, stinks. Jesus followers. You're awesome people. Yeah. But but then I had I had a couple guys that that stuck with me that Sunday and we got through it. And mm-hmm. one and one of them actually is still with me. Yeah. Uh, Steve Brooks is yeah, still I was just with saying, me. Steve. So um it it when I started it was mm-hmm. not a good experience yeah yeah mm-hmm. um what, what about you well let me ask you this about you first so you said you were you were going to school and working at Publix probably close to full-time no as, as much yeah full-time. okay yeah. so and you said you weren't able to go to church because you were working yeah so uh usually the assistant produce manager mm-hmm. works on Sunday but he was a believer and his mm-hmm. hierarchy basically said yep you're gonna cover for me and I'm gonna go go to church so what was your faith like during that time even prior to working at a church i mean um, where were like you know were you like actively like i was i was in a community group uh-huh that met on like monday or thursday nights i can't remember mm-hmm. which one it was but it, it worked out because i could go to that community group and kara had to go to class that night mm-hmm. so it wasn't like i was missing my wife to go to community group or anything mm-hmm. but i had this group that was really all i had because i was working on sunday mornings right and so there wasn't a lot like so you but you were actively like in investing in your faith like it was still apparent and like part of your life trying to well yes yeah yeah right so right, right. 
Like, it's real easy when you get into that college mm-hmm. and work phase for it to fall off. And I was oh, yeah. basically clawing at it to not disappear. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, there wasn't any growth. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to maintain where I was at. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. Not, and not lose ground. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for a second. Backslide. Don't backslide. Yeah. I didn't want to say backslide. Uh, I'm going to say it. Backslide. <laughs> but, but that's where I was, like, right before I started working at church. And, see, church for my faith when has been so strong and important to us. Like even when me and Kara moved to Valdosta, Mm -hmm. uh, we moved on a Saturday and and we went to a church on Sunday. Yeah. You know, like, and we were at another, we were at my home church the Sunday before. Like we didn't miss a Sunday when we moved here. Yeah. And anytime I wasn't working, we didn't miss Sundays. Mm -hmm. So it's always been important. And I, and it was always like a driving force of what I was trying to do, but I never really saw it as a career field. I wanted to be a lawyer. Yeah. Well, I can see you doing that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so repeat the question. <laughs> Not that I've forgotten. I just no, like no, to hear no. it again. So, okay. So kind of what I did was talking about like my first interaction with uh, working in ministry and my uh-huh. faith. So okay. kind of tell me that story. Wow. Okay. Um, so, uh, hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, before I ever started working in ministry, I was a fairly new believer. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, y'all have heard me tell my story about... We have, we have episodes on both of our stories. Yes, that's right. So, but I was I was in this process of, um, I felt a call to teach, and I thought that meant go back to school. And I'd already had an undergrad. I had a degree in mass comm, uh, public relations. Um, but I was teaching tennis, doing that. That was my career. I was also like the membership pro and stuff like that at this club. So yeah, yeah. I was using my PR stuff pretty good. Um, but I felt this call to teach. I was no longer doing the tennis thing in that capacity. And I was like, okay, God, where do you want me to go? And I actually had two offers. One was to go like in Florida to like Tampa area. And the other was to go like near Cincinnati to teach at Christian schools and they would pay for me to get the accreditation I needed to continue teaching because I didn't have an education degree or anything. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying, I was praying about those too. And as I was praying, uh, if y'all were here for the ordination service, then you uh, heard from, met Pastor Randy Faulkner. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the one that was that so graciously was here and a part of that service. Um, so I talked to Randy and, and was really asking for advice and seeking wisdom about which of those. And I remember this so distinctly because it was actually shocking to me. There were two moments that were shocking to me. There was this conversation with Randy and one that happened maybe six months before this. Um, six months before I had been baptized mm-hmm. at church, Randy baptized me and I shared my testimony a little bit. And afterwards, you know, I'd gone and changed clothes and come back into that sanctuary and stand there. And all these people were coming up. And I guess that was normal. You came up front afterwards and people would come by and, you know, bless you and, th- you know, all that. And so people were coming through and saying, thank you for sharing and God bless you and, you know, praying for you. And it seems like just about every person was like, don't lose this excitement you have for Jesus. And I was like, why would I lose this excitement I have for Jesus? Oh, yeah. Like, of course I'm excited about Jesus. Why would I lose this? Well, I understand that now. Mm. Because I've had definitely moments in my life where I'm not excited about it. Yeah. And it's not Jesus' fault. No. (laughs) It's mine. So that was that moment. But I remember going, why are these people telling me not to lose this? Because I didn't, why would I, why would I lose it? Okay, that was one. Then when I'm trying to decide which place basically which place do i go to teach at a christian school and get the whatever certification i need to teach um and i remember randy going shannon i you really need to pray about this because ministry is hard and just because you're in ministry does not mean that everybody's going to it's just a hard place see i thought like (laughs) And I, I was really, like, yeah. what? No, everyone's a Christian. Yeah, that's what, what I it's thought. rainbows and butterflies. That's like, what I thought. Coming out of people's ears and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, of course, it's or, wonderful. Or at least they fake <laughs> it to your face. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah but it, so but not even he that. was very cautious. And I thought, well, that's odd. Um, and 
of course, the Lord knew what he was doing, of course. Um, he ended up telling me to come to Valdosta, which had no ministry or anything attached to it or teaching. And, and y'all have heard me tell that story. So, so those two things were like little, not red flags, but it was kind of like, okay, this is something that's obviously a deal that just because you're a believer, first of all, baptism story, just because you're a believer doesn't mean everything's going to be wonderful. Like you're not always going to be like, it's not always going to be the mountaintop experiences, Mm -hmm. right? Which obviously that's where I was. And then having that conversation with Randy, I was like, oh, so people, so it's not always a really, you know, the ministry atmosphere, maybe, you know, the office atmosphere, the, the administrative side, the, the working with others, it's not always great. It's not always good and perfect. And right. I was like, hmm. So, so those were just there, like little warning signs of this could be. Um, and then when I finally, act, when I actually was hired to be in ministry, so by the time I moved to Valdosta, I was leading Bible studies. I, you know, I got involved with like, you know, Chrysalis and Emmaus stuff mm-hmm. and uh, FCAs, um, speaking in churches, stuff like that. So, but when I was actually hired to come on staff, um, it was pretty obvious very quickly that that what Randy had warned me about was true. Uh, now, my direct report, the person that I report you directly was fantastic mm-hmm. um she's the she was the student pastor uh well they called her the student or, or youth director i think yeah um but um she was fantastic awesome her husband was great um and, and my working with them was really good they were really um uh, communicated and you know planned and were hopeful and prayerful and that was great but but then there were others you know on the staff that weren't even even the senior pastor at the time like he just didn't like the student ministry so that kind of trickled down to what I was doing I was doing middle school ministry so part-time but um so I was kind of like oh but my faith I was still at a point very I think young in my faith and and excited for the new opportunity of being a ministry mm-hmm. that it didn't really it didn't affect my my soul it didn't affect the way I viewed um, reading the Bible or, you know, preparing or thinking or planning or dreaming of, oper- you know, things to mm-hmm. do in mm-hmm. ministry. Um, that took a little time. Um, that, that's, that came along later prior to preaching basically every Sunday. Um, I started preaching, uh, even as a lay person, as a non like ministry, uh, you know, clergy, um, I started that in 2002 mm-hmm. when we started Solomon's Porch. Um, prior to that, from when I became a believer to th- to then, I wrote all the time. I-, I was reading my Bible a lot, and then I wrote all the time. I had stacks and stacks and stacks of journals of writing. And when I started preaching every week, that decreased because I was putting that same creative energy into writing messages and sermons mm-hmm. which is okay I don't I don't go oh no I don't write anymore um, because I do write still and and the way I teach as you all know it does come out very much like you know kind of like a, a journal entry or this yeah, is yeah. what I'm thinking or this is what I'm dealing with or thinking about so um, that was really cool but um, but it did after a time frame well we haven't gotten into when the things get kind of really but they can get kind of uh, wonky, I guess. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So my bad. I'm I'm rambling. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. This this is kind of what this episode is. It it's more about, you know, each of us have different like plot points mm-hmm. that are really good highs of working in ministry, mm-hmm. and then we have then we have uh, plot points that are extremely lows. And you know, since we've been working together for eight years, some of some That's of those crazy. coincide. Eight years. Yeah, some of those coincide, and, but then some of them are just mm-hmm. our own personal journeys. I yeah. mean, because I, I'm not in your story yet. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but with me, like my first full year mm-hmm. of working in ministry was a was a a lot lower point. Than, mm. than I really expected it to be. Wow. Yeah. And I and I don't want to say is. I didn't. I didn't expect people's passions mm-hmm. to convolute ministry so much. 
and I say passions as not using the word politics. Yeah, the Be, things that they the things that they put priority on mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that they're the things that the leadership of the church puts priority on, mm-hmm. and it butts heads and it causes and like me running the tech stuff, I didn't think it would be like I didn't think I'd really have much people butting heads with me about things. Mm-hmm. You know, like there was one time, like I was I was in. Um, the senior pastor's office like almost in tears because someone was like chewing me up right side and left side about the screens not going up for a funeral (laughs) you know like it was just like stuff like that was like i i just didn't understand that this like this part of ministry could be so painful Mm -hmm. and it it, like my first year was like do i do i even want to be in ministry like have yeah. I made a mistake? I'm, yeah. I'm only doing it part time, but have I ruined my view my view of church? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's something that Mal and I we've talked about. It's like I don't want I don't ever want the church to be a place that she resents mm-hmm. or that she's like I've got to go or even the comment she made earlier, which I mean I I know you weren't being like, but it's like well it's better than sitting in the office by myself, <laughs> and it's like yeah you're right it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I don't want those experiences or those times to be something that you end up resenting to where you're like I don't want to go to church. Well, I think it's like um I hear your voice all the time. Yeah. So on Sundays I'm used to your voice and it just yeah. Just kind of <laughs> I don't tune it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the teacher in Charlie Brown. Womp 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 womp. So every now and then do you hear what I'm saying maybe? Yeah. Okay, good. Every now and then. <laughs> well, well and, that, and that's why we have a great kids pastor. That's why we have students pastor and, and kids student pastor. pastor. That's right. Because, yeah, I, I mean, mm-hmm. kids don't want to hear from their parents mm-hmm. seven days a week. Yep. That is very true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Um, so, you know, I think you, you said something that, that kind of um, was making me think about because you were, when, I don't know, I, I might have met you once or twice because you were part-time and mm-hmm. you are in the sanctuary. I didn't even know the porch existed for like a year and a half. You didn't even know that that building was over there. I knew the building was there. I didn't know there was a, like a separate meeting. Like I thought it was like the student's room or something. Yeah. Because I walked through on a Friday, like you walked, because yeah. I parked. In, and you're probably like, oh, this room's cool. This room's cool. <laughs> it must be the student room. And then walked over and yeah. ha- hadn't thought about it since. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, knew you were an associate pastor, but didn't really know what that meant at a Methodist church, so didn't really think anything of it. Yeah. So didn't know Solomon's Porch existed for a literal year and a half. <laughs> and then the the guy that was running uh, tech for our, the porch left, mm-hmm. and we hollered at you and yep, said, hey, yep. do you want more time and mm-hmm. more money? <laughs> yeah, and, and actually that is the first, when that happened, that yeah. was actually the first uptick yeah. in my faith journey the entire time I've been in ministry. Yeah. Because at that point, I was, up until that point, I was just an employee. Uh-huh. And then after uh, I kind of found Solomon's Porch. Yeah. You were I, on the... Well, I was, it wasn't even part of the team. It was, I found a faith family. Mm. Yeah, because you would come into the early service. Mm-hmm. And then and then scoot out and go and set and up for the exactly um, in between mm-hmm. yeah yeah I remember and, that and not only did I find my faith family at, because Kara mm-hmm. found a group of ladies she met with mm-hmm. that's how we really found our faith family mm-hmm. was that she found somewhere to plug in yeah yeah because because mm-hmm. I could I can plug in and it's good for me mm-hmm. but for us as a family it's it's really good when Kara finds a group Mm -hmm. and because I can talk to anybody about anything. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not hard. Um, but when Kara found that group of ladies, it's like, all right, this is what God, this Mm -hmm. is where God wants. That's the group that met Emily's house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was, that was a good core group for a, for a good while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like, that is the actual like point where I can go. This is when my faith walk got better. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. like, it's like when I, and doing the stuff at, at the porch is, I felt valued and, mm-hmm. and not that the leadership in the sanctuary at the time didn't, 
didn't value me. Mm-hmm. It it just didn't like I felt like I was more of a bother mm. in the space than actually yeah. being. And I think I would say with you especially in that and the role you have that a lot of that was just a lack of understanding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what you were doing or what you could do. Yeah. And so it was appreciated, but yeah. not really understood. And it's and it's hard. I mean, it's hard for me to fully appreciate even some things others do that I don't quite understand the back, you know. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All that goes into it, you know. So I, I, I get that. I get that. And so you can be appreciated but still feel yeah. a little yeah. empty on it. Because up, up until that point, I was still trying to fake, like, I had a timetable on when I was going to leave. Right. Like So... Okay, so when you were doing that though, you were still part time. Mm-hmm. I, okay. So it was it was I was part time doing both for six for six months. Yeah, still doing school. Still doing school. Still working Publix a full time. Like I would come in and like I would come in at the church at like eleven o'clock at night mm-hmm. and do all my stuff Monday or Monday Tuesday Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be there super late. So when the opportunity came for you to when a full time position was made available, it wasn't. There was no full-time offer made to me. Oh. What happened was <laughs> I was graduating, yes. and I went into, mm-hmm. I called I called and said, can I have a meeting with Bob and Larry? Uh-huh. Not not the characters from Yeah, the uh, admin Vegetals. and the senior pastor Senior pastor, the time. and I yeah, said, yeah. hey, I'm graduating from, pub, or from college. <laughs> this is what Publix wants to do. Yeah. If, if you can make me full-time, I will stay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I have to have an answer in 48 hours. <laughs> and they made it so. And they made it so. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that was going to be my question. Well, I, I don't, I did not, I don't remember that. So, but I was thinking if it was offered to you, what that prayer process must have been, because like you said, you were on the track for Publix. Mm-hmm. So, what was it that made you go? I, I wanted to stick this out, um, or I wanted, I want to try this because you were on the track for mm-hmm. Publix management, you know, and yeah, uh, you know. I'm sure you felt this before. Like you're you're moving and grooving on a path, mm-hmm. but you just don't have a piece about it. Mm-hmm. Like it looks fantastic, even though you you're not 100 percent comfortable about it. Mm-hmm. But this path that over that's over here, that you don't know what's on the other side of it. Yeah, just feels better. Yeah, and then in prayer, that that path just gets closer and closer and then closer <laughs> and then oh you're at the intersection. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Yep. And yep. God said you. You can go this way with Publix. Right. This is where I want you to go. There's good choices and then there's God choices. Yes. And so and that's that's the place where discernment is really important. Yeah. Because you can make a good choice, but it might not be exactly where and is God able to work in your good choice? Of course he is. I mean, mm-hmm. let's but let's not get into all that right and, now. And but um Yeah. Yeah, and, I know what you mean. And I didn't make it easy to take that path. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I made it a I, I called a meeting with It was basically people. like, here's what I need. Here's what I need, and I need to know now. And if you tell me no, I'm taking that as a yes to keep going the way I'm going. Yeah. yeah. Like, I made yeah. it a conditional way to yeah. take this path. Yeah. So, but but I was already on the up, like, even though um, I was at that point, I was already, like, feeling very strong about being in ministry. Right. That And that's what I was about to ask, like, so... And then my yeah. faith was growing mm-hmm. a lot. I was, mm-hmm. We were, Kara was in community group. I was in, a, I was going to the early service for the porch. Mm-hmm. You know, I would sit by her because I'd get the 845 running and then I'd come over here and sit for the 930 for the porch mm-hmm. and I'd get to sit with her and then I'd go and then manhandle both 11s mm-hmm. with two fantastic teams and... But I, but I felt like God was using me the way I was want that I felt valued and I felt like God was using me in a, in a great way, and I was being poured into and I was pouring out. It was it was like a really good like mm-hmm. that's one of those peaks for me. Yeah, yeah. Was that first six to eight months? Yeah. Into uh, being a part mm-hmm. of the porch. Yeah. Um, so for me, going back to the question of, so how does being in ministry affect our faith? I would say that, um, and I was just talking to my community group about this on Sunday night, was that there's just times when, and and this might be cliche for a lot of people, but it's like, 
so many times I open my Bible or I open my Bible app. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, and I'm doing it, I'm reading it and I'm studying it, but I'm doing it because I'm preparing to talk about it mm-hmm. or I'm preparing to read it. Um, or I'm, uh, my prayer life is, um, you know, it's often driven by, um, it's situational, mm-hmm. you know, versus I just want to talk to God, which I used to do all the time. Now, some of that was that I lived by myself, you know, I was a single person and no one's going to think I was crazy if I walked around the house praying and talking to God. Yeah. Um, but like being in ministry has changed my faith I and mean, it has affected my faith. There have been high moments. There have been low, low, low moments, moments where I have questioned my calling. I've questioned, uh, whether I, you know, should even continue in ministry. There've been moments where I've, I've questioned, am I even a good person? You know, because in, in ministry, and especially I would say in ministry as a leader, Mm -hmm. that comes with a whole set of, uh, decision-making moments that, do affect other people. I mean, if you yeah. lead an organization of any kind, you're leading people and, and your decisions affect people. And, you know, there's been times when I know that decisions that I've felt needed to be made, um, did have an effect on others. And then, you know, either the relationship was affected by that or, you know, even questioning my faith because maybe, the, you know, they didn't like the decision I made or whatever. And I, those things, people can say, don't take stuff personally, but it's impossible. I'm not one of them. Um, I take everything personal. Right. I just don't think you can be in ministry and not it, it not be personal. And honestly, I don't know if you're passionate about what you do, whether it's ministry or not, I don't know how you, how it's not personal because Mm -hmm. it, it is a part of who you are. And especially if you feel called, I mean, you could feel called to be a school teacher or an attorney or an accountant. And you're like, God's going to use me to do this. Yeah. And in the middle of your calling, you can hit one of those low moments where, where your faith is challenged, where maybe you were praying and it didn't happen the way you thought it was going to be, or you, or you really, really lost, you know, you, maybe you put somebody up on a pedestal or had an expectation and that person didn't come through like you thought they would. And so then it affects, wow, do I, you know, what do I really believe? Like, what was I really investing in? What's, you know, and I think all those things ultimately reveal some idolatry. Yeah. (laughs) If you're being honest, um, because we're saying we're putting our hope in people and situations instead of in God. But, um, there were those, I've had those moments where I was just low and it's just, I mean, you've you've seen a couple of times when I have just been really broken, mm-hmm. Josh, um, and that's just, that's ministry. Um, I have never been like, I don't know if God's real. You, know, you talked about affecting your faith. My yeah. faith in God, and I don't think that's what you, what you meant by the question, my faith in God has never changed at all i believe there is a god i believe Mm -hmm. in jesus christ i know that he has forgiven me i'm a person who lives in forgiveness Mm -hmm. uh, which is why i want to talk about forgiveness which is why i want to tell people about grace because i have experienced the grace of god through jesus christ and so that is a very real 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 thing i think more than anything being in ministry has caused me to question at times question if I'm really called mm, and yeah. and we could go into a whole side thing about who's called and who's not the, the reality is, is we're all called yeah if you've said yes to God through Jesus you believe he's forgiven your sins you believe that you are a new creation because of that you are called mm-hmm. what you are called into I don't know that's that's part of our, your journey of right. faith all yep. these key words um and I think we all at times question our call. And I think your call can change. Yes. Um, I think you could be called to one thing and another. And and um, and I, I don't think that's like, you know, it, you can only have one calling and that's it kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, so my faith has never changed. But I know you meant more, I think, like, like the practicing. the overall, yeah, yeah. life. And um, there have been super dry, mm-hmm. you know, desert times. Yeah, and, and that's what some people like don't understand about faith is like is is those there are those moments of like you're not questioning your faith but it 
but how strong is it? Like, is the, it is those dry moments to where you're so wrapped up in the mm-hmm. business of ministry mm-hmm. that there's no time for the spiritual side of ministry. Right, right. And I find, like, that usually coincides with a low point for me. Right. Well, and I think the word exhaustion pops up yes. in my brain as you say mm-hmm. that. And, and I think about this, talking about family and having Mallory here. Um, you know, and we were talking about this, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I think. But just, I, I was telling her, I th- and I think Drew was there too. But if not, I was talking as if it were both of us because he and I had talked about it. But, <laughs> I mean, I remember I asked Mallory for forgiveness because I felt like, uh, Drew and I had not been as intentional with her about family time and prayer time and conversation about faith like we feel like we should. And horrible, re- horrible excuse here, but it was like I'm just done when I get home. I'm, 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 I'm tapped out often. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally exhausted yeah you know I, and I get so that. what mallory or drew might see is me on my ipad you know scrolling or playing some mindless little game it's like me just having to kind of zone out for a minute mm-hmm. and recharge i mean and we all do that i mean you know you know we after school mallory you know like you kind of we all do those kinds of things maybe we're staring at the tv or playing the game on the device but it's like we have those moments but, we have our decompression yeah yeah habit. um but i think when you get to a point where um, where, you know, yeah, there's times we're physically tired, but when you start to get spiritually tired, where you're, where you're tired in your soul. So when you say, how is it with your soul? And you're like, my soul is tired. Mm. Um, the only thing that it's going to, ch- you know, uh, me zoning out and, and, and binge watching something or playing a game or, or reading a book, you know, or reading a, what it, like those things are not going to recharge my soul. No. I have, you know, that is a, I, I have got to, and, and there's subtle things, but, you know, just, just in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, you know what, I just, I need, I need some surrounding of, of, of God in so many ways, you know, so there was a day that um, I just walked through the house and I just prayed over our house and prayed over our home and I had some anointing oil and I just touched different places in our house and just, you know, door frames and such and just prayed over the house and just you know, claimed the house for God. It was like, this is your place. This is, we live here. This is your blessing on us. And now and, you're selling it. <laughs> well, I'm at the home. Yes, yes. But yes, yes. And we are. Um, and I would do the same thing in the new place too, for sure. Um, but then, and just like, you know, I don't want to sound legalistic. I'm just sharing with you guys what I do. But like lately I've just been listening to worship music. It's mm-hmm. just what I want to listen to. I just want it. I just want that in my mind. I want that in my heart. I want that to be something that repeats. You know how you get up like in the middle of the night or you're doing some like task and you've got like, there's a song that runs through, you know, like a tune. Yeah. Well, that changes when I'm just listening to worship music. I have those things run through my brain. Oh know? yeah. And it's just, it's just a little thing that I do, but um, and I do those because I, I don't want to be spent mm-hmm. in my, I don't want to be like so, you know, bone dry in my soul, Yeah, you know, because ministry is hard and, and please let me say this. I mean, I know a lot of you, I, I could never be a school teacher. Nope. Um, that is hard. I don't that like is an exhaustion level I don't understand. And I and I think if you when you really understand what a lot of people do, mm-hmm. you you look at them and go, wow, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and so I am not saying that ministry is harder than anything else. It just has to be what we you and I mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Um, Full time ministry. So it's not the hardest job. <laughs> it's not. Um, it, I would I would say it's like anything else. It has its moments. I mean, that, I, it, you know, I'm not an Alaska like lobsterman. You know, no, like, <laughs> but I I mean, you couldn't do what they do, but they probably couldn't do what you do. <laughs> well, either. we all have our calling. Yeah, well, but what I'm saying is, like, there there are certain things that is about about our jobs. It's the hardest mm-hmm. thing you could do, mm, yeah. and and they tax you. Yeah. As much as if you were a lobster fisherman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we have things about our calling that are the toughest yeah. things we can do in our yeah. life. Yeah. Especially when you, hopefully, if you're 
doing ministry well, then you, you are invited into people's lives. And a lot of time that invitation comes when they are in crisis. Yes. Uh, when death or sickness or illness or divorce or you know, also when, when life happens or mm-hmm. death happens mm-hmm. or life ceases to happen, uh, we get invited in, into the, into those times and, and they're hard and yeah. they're hard. And, um, you know, that's, and I, I have had people go, I don't know how you do that. I'm like, I just, it's what you do. You just go, you show up, you sit there, you hold their hand, you pray, you, you know, whatever. It's just what you do. But, um, Mallory, so how has, so, um, I don't know, Josh, maybe you think of it. I, I was trying to think how to phrase it, but as far as like, how does your, your mom being in ministry, does it have any effect on your faith? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that really is the question. It's like, are you, yeah, you, I mean, you said it about as well as anybody could is how, how is having your mom as your pastor? Like, is it harder for you to listen to her about spiritual things or is it, or is it easier because it is your mom? I, it's harder. Yeah. 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 Uh, there, there, there's not a wrong answer. Yeah. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. So, um, so how, how how is it when like she's preaching and stuff do you do you try to pay attention or and you pick stuff up and you go is it hard to separate her as your mom and a pastor? Yes, very yes. very much. <laughs> okay. That okay, that's a good place to go. So is it when you're listening to her on Sunday, do you try to listen to her as a pastor or are you just kind of tuning her out because she's talking to everybody else? And we'll talk later. It's different every Sunday. It's different every Sunday? Yeah. Depends if you have friends come over and you got a lot of paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. I would say, and you tell me if I'm wrong, Mallory, but I feel like we have more spiritual conversations like at home, you know, like one-on-one mm-hmm. about things or in the car than then right now you you know you would have like well it's not like we're having a conversation on sunday i'm just up there talking so you know it's not like anyone's having a conversation with me i'm having a conversation with all y'all um (laughs) but i do feel like we have those Mm -hmm. yeah 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 um i was just trying to you know make sure people know we talk about jesus at the patterson home yeah well i mean (laughs) i didn't i didn't live with my like my pastor wasn't my dad so I didn't, I think I was like 15 years old before I actually had a spiritual conversation with the pastor. So like, just, uh, I guess, do you have a relationship with your mom as your mom and then you have a relationship with her as your pastor or is it mostly mom? It's mostly mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why the role of of our kids pastor, pastor and and our middle pastor. school pastor and our student pastor are so important because that's I would that's true of anyone I mean Justin has you know we've, he's talked about that in, in raising his kids and um, you know Kristen's this is a new territory for her in regard yeah. you know in the last couple of years mm-hmm. as far as being in full time ministry so and you with your kids um, you know this is all they'll ever know is that dad's in ministry yeah, yeah. and so um, this is all that Mallory knows is my mom. You know, I loved it when Mallory's were little. She was like, my mom owns the church. And I was like, nope, nope, don't own the church. Nope, nope. Uh, might act like it sometimes, but I don't. Um, yeah. I was like, no, it's God's church. I know, but you know, you, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, that was really funny. Um, but are we are we getting close? Are we answering the the point, the question yeah, you I, had? Yeah, I, I think we've really hit it on the head when you were talking about being spent and being full. Yeah, like yeah. there there are seasons of both. Mm-hmm. But what you're talking about was um, when when we are in those spent moments, mm-hmm. finding other things to to recharge outside of Jesus aren't an won't do it no no and and no not at all and not I, at all and I, and that extends not just to people with ministry but right. also yeah to to all of us all of us yeah and of course there's like you know the whole there's psychological things that say yes it's it's great to sit there and um you know 
doodle scribble on a piece of paper while you're listening to something yeah. or or to watch a tv show or to listen you know whatever play a video game to have that moment where your brain rests but at some point it's like anything you know it's like that can't be the only thing you're taking in for your been you know your health and your well-being because mm-hmm. yeah it's like eating junk food all the time or whatever mm-hmm. you know so and, and i think talking about how us in ministry saying that we have those moments where we're just spent mm-hmm. and then that we have those moments where we're riding high i think is important to listeners because they're going through moments where mm-hmm. they feel spent you know spiritually yeah and then they have moments that they're riding high and and, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to understand what's actually going on there and yeah. and to know that the that the pastors are going through the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, is it puts us right there w- with them because we mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And there's a reason, you know, I can say, and I know a lot of other pastors that do this as well, but there's a reason we do some of the series that we do when we do them, uh, mm-hmm. as far as like calendar goes. Like we, yeah. in January, we want, we do something that is like, all right, let's go because yep. there's an exhaustion from the holidays, but there's also a sense of renewal. People have made a lot of personal, um, I'm going to do this in the new year things. And, you know, and so it's like, let's, you know, let's speak into that because yeah. uh, there's a reason for that. Um, there's also this time of year right now. So mid October is a time when it starts to get darker earlier mm-hmm. and people have now gotten used to the routine that they just developed when school started. Yeah. Um, and so there is a, it's kind of a time of a lull. Things kind of get yeah. lower, you mm-hmm. know? Well, exactly. Like I was, I was about to say, it was like when we're in summer, we have so many things going on, mm-hmm. but like September and, and you August, get all that vitamin D outside yeah. in the sun and August, we have everything launching. Yep. And then September and October, everything's kind of running itself, mm-hmm. you, and you just kind of go, "All yep. right, we're it. Yep. we're here until Thanksgiving, <laughs> and then we build back up." Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, that's actually one of the things I'm talking about this Sunday is, you know, is kind of where we are, and um, spiritually, what is that? What does that mean for us, and what does that look like? Um, because I think it's important for us to recognize where we, where each of us are on, in our journey of faith. As, but it's also true, and this is part of my job, as the church is kind of where are we, what's the pulse mm-hmm. of our church. And, and um, you know, I, I love the fact, and I say this a lot, but I love the fact that we have people that say yes when we let them know about needs and opportunities to serve and to, you know, we've got the work day coming up this Saturday, which mm-hmm. I did not plan on working into this conversation, but, <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, here's, here's a way to kind of actively, you know, um, you know, put your hands onto a, you know, a shovel or a rake or whatever. And, and with alongside other people and be engaged, like, we're doing this for somebody else. Mm-hmm. For another purpose besides my very, very own, yeah. which, and a lot of that is, you know, looking outward instead of inward. But, um, yeah, so I think to answer the overall question, my faith has never been challenged, but my excitement for my faith has mm-hmm. definitely ridden a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even realize this. I was talking, we had an executive board meeting last week and, Someone said, you know, Shannon, when you think about it, because, you know, what, one of the questions that they asked of me was, you know, how is it with my soul? You know, all mm-hmm. the staff yeah. got asked that question at, at, at lunch with some of our board members at different times. But um, they were like, think about it. You, you, um, you led a congregation out of another church, raised money. And, mm-hmm. and I didn't do all this, but I just happened to be in the you leadership the per- position. You were the person in charge. Um, started a new church. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you, you asked three people to come with you, you Mm, guys on staff uh, to, to do this ministry with you. So stepping, you know, bearing that. And then as we all know, eight months in Mm -hmm. COVID hits and then that relaunch and, and then we went through the disaffiliation mm-hmm. and all that. And it's, and, and they were laying this. I was getting tired as they were telling me all this. I was like, dang, I'm tired. <laughs> and they were like, well, yeah, you know, yeah, you are. 
Um, and it makes sense, you know. Um, and so they were very encouraging as far as like just, you know, like, hey, you know, pour in and, you know, understand that, recognize that. And, and so I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of our board to be people who have mm-hmm. that, yeah. that, um, that discernment and wisdom to, to see that and understand that and recognize that and, and encourage me very mm-hmm. much so, very much so. So it's been a tiring three years. <laughs> <laughs> it's only been three years. Yeah. I know. I'm kidding. It's but been it's been, ex- but exciting. It's been great too. It, it has, it has. But like there are, there, there were times when I know for me, I was like, I don't know how much longer I can, I can do this. Mm. Yeah. Just, yeah. just because of like the uh, spiritual and emotional toll mm-hmm. that 2020 through Jan- let let's say it was a new season January 1 2022 sure but that year mm-hmm. that those, those two years were like I just remember like just sitting down with Kara and just going I don't know <laughs> yeah yeah and I don't and, and how many people had those conversations yeah. I mean like so many mm-hmm. so many did and and I'm like you my my faith in Jesus never waned mm-hmm. but the the faith in what I was doing mm-hmm. waned. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, to, to offer a little practicality action steps, I guess, for those listening who are going, yeah, I'm tired too, <laughs> is, you know, do the little things. do Make the little, little movements that can help, you know, whether it's listening to worship music, whether it is, um, you know, if you have kids, having the conversation or, you know, spouse or, you know, significant other, you know, and go, hey, let's be more intentional about talking about spiritual things. Let's be more intentional about prayer together. Um, you know, make those little investments mm-hmm. when you feel worn out. Um, and and because the, I think they, they reap what, I mean, God's word is alive. God's word is active. God's yeah. word is, is full of hope and life. And um, we draw our attention to his word and we you know, call on his name. Um, and it's a supernatural thing. And so I, I think for us not to neglect that. And why would we invest in something that offers us nothing, you know, mindless whatever, when yeah. we've got the living God mm-hmm. who wants to be in communion with us? Exactly. Um, and so I encourage you to, to all of us to, to uh, be intentional about that. And, and I know it's hard. It's it easy is. to say that into a microphone, but it's like, you know, it's like, hey, I should work out more as I'm exhausted sitting on a couch eating a bag of potato chips. You know, it's like, but I don't, you know, but I don't want to. I'm going to work out tomorrow. <laughs> Total life change tomorrow. I'm going to work out my hand right now, going into the bag, yeah. going back to my mouth. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, work day Saturday. Work day Saturday. So this coming Saturday, and if you're listening at the right time, it's October 22nd. Yep. Uh, 8 a.m. to noon-ish. Mm-hmm. We're going to be working outside mostly. We have some inside stuff too. Um, and it's going to be a, a good day of working. And um, and why are we doing this work day? What? Well, we are, I mean, one, it needs it. But yes. two, um, the following week is our Porch Fest. It's yeah. our annual Porch Fest. It's our fall festival. And this year it's the biggest and best one we've done so far. We've got a lot of the... The festival vibe stuff, you know, yeah. we've got the booths and the um, trunk or treats and mm-hmm. and uh, games and stuff and bounce houses. We've got there's going to be the aroma and the taste of funnel cakes because they'll be here. Uh, we've got some food trucks, axe throwing, a petting yep. zoo, a cakewalk, you know, a cupcake walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, petting zoo. So yeah, I know Mallory's excited. <laughs> Mallory just woke up. Hey, Mallory, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> um, so yeah, at face painting. I mean, we just have a lot of these things. It's just gonna be really, really good. And I want you to invite people who are not connected to a church. This is why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Is for them to have a place to come for you to bring them to something that's not a uh, whatever hang up someone has about church, the Sunday service, porch fest. They can come to a festival, eat a funnel cake. Yeah. Stuff somebody full of funnel cakes and then be like, and Jesus loves you. And they'll be like, oh, really? Yay. Eat a bunch of chili too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chili cook off. Totally forgot. Yeah. 
Chili cook-off. It's going to be good. Um, Got some prizes for some of the best the categories of it, you know. And everything but the funnel cakes is free, correct? Yeah, we've got the men's group is grilling hot dogs for free. The chili is going to be free. Um, the funnel, I think you can get funnel cakes. I don't, I don't remember if we have Kona ice, but that'll be free if they're here. If they're here. Yeah. I don't remember. So, yeah. I, I remember having the conversation about Kona. And I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be good. So yeah. So we have our work day this Saturday to get our campus ready for the following week when we have uh, our porch fest. And, and so, porch fest will be from four to six. Yep. On Sunday, October 30th. Yep. So, um, Josh, thank you. A uh, hundred episodes ago, episodes. we said, "Hey, let's do a podcast during this series in January called the 167, and let's see how it goes." I think it was in January. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the second Sunday. It was the second week of January because yeah. the first week of January we're all in a thousand different. Yeah. Places. So we started the series. Said, "Let's do a companion podcast for the series," and hey, let's keep going. Hey, let's keep going. And a hundred episodes later, here we are. So, and it's one of my favorite things we do all week. Yep, I enjoy this very much, even on this day when I'm a little bit. Tired. Yeah, it's good to do this and um there's absolutely no way as much as i love the concept of doing a podcast there's the technical aspects i don't quite understand so um i wouldn't be doing this if if i didn't if you weren't here so and i don't like to talk a lot so i wouldn't do this <laughs> if you weren't here you and mallory should have a podcast we should you want to y'all just sit there and go huh uh-huh yeah. talk about anime or something I, yeah. Or some some characters about something. Yeah. <laughs> she shrugged. <laughs> yes, for those of you, you that can't see, she just shrugged. <laughs> I, um so for Halloween, uh well I went to I went to a friend's house for a Halloween party. Halloween hasn't happened yet by the way. But some friends of ours had a Halloween party this past weekend and we went and we're not I mean, we were like, okay, and so at the last I was like, I got an idea. We're going to go as the Pattersons. Right? Novel idea, right? Right. So we went as the Pattersons, but Drew went as his dad, Andy. <laughs> I went as Mallory Patterson. She put stains on her shirt. I had a scintilla shirt and stains. You and didn't brush your hair? Shorts. I kept trying to mess it up. But it kept going back. I had Cheetos and Doritos and some stains. Mallory was had on a porch t-shirt with a kimono and jeans and Birkenstocks and an iPad and a necklace. I stole her Birkenstocks and yeah, I had. Yeah, oh, she was she yeah. was me and I was her and Andrew was his dad. That's funny. Because he didn't want to cross dress. Otherwise, we were going to be the three of us. But he was like, I, I don't want to cross dress. So I was like, all right, you can be Andy. <laughs> that so works out well. It was, it that was, was fun. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good time. Good time. So uh, I don't know why I just said that. I don't know. I don't know. But oh, oh, I know why. Because she shrugged. And in the pictures... Um, when we when we took pictures, I like slunched my shoulders down, and people would be like, "Oh, are you Mallory?" And I go, "Meh," and I just kind of raise one shoulder and be like, "Meh," <laughs> you know, that that look. I don't do that. But this Meh. also is a great point to say for Porch Fest: wear some costumes. <laughs> yes, wear some costumes. I don't know what I'm gonna wear. Uh, Adeline is gonna be Jasmine from Aladdin. Oh, and then Caroline will be. Is that from Aladdin? Yep. Okay. And then Caroline's going to be Raja. She's got from... Aladdin. She's oh. she's the tiger. Oh. Yeah. And then Adeline says, you get to be Aladdin to me. She's saying, you can be Aladdin or Genie. And neither of those seem like outfits I want to put on at the end of October. <laughs> it's going to be cold. Because <laughs> one's just a vest and the other doesn't have a shirt on. Yeah, and blue paint. <laughs> I, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> oh, maybe you can find a T-shirt or something. Maybe. Yeah. So, what are you, you going to dress up as? Anything for the porch fest? No. Yeah. And Salt and Stir are having their Halloween party this, this Sunday, Sunday, the twenty third. Miss Kristen said I have to wear something. Of course you do. Yeah. So you like and Amelia co- need to talk it out. Yeah. You should. You should see if you can figure out like the most punny costume you can. Yeah, want like make fun of yourself, or that's like a meme or something, or like something even like ridiculous as you take some Smarties, and you like tape them to your pants, and then your Smarty pants. Yeah, or you could be like Jim Halpert and do like three hole or looks like holes, three black circles on your shirt, and they're like, what are you? I'm a three hole punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, those are your ideas. So, um, porch community. Thanks for being a part of this episode. And if you've listened to all 100, Josh Hare will give you $100 on Sunday. So go up to Josh and say, I've listened to all 100. 
and he will give you a hundred dollars. As long as Steve's Steve approves, sure. <laughs> don't bring your wallet that day. <laughs> I don't have a hundred dollars to give people. I didn't say what it could be Monopoly. It could uh, be you know, okay. it could be a lot of different things. Yep. But yeah, that's your prize if you've listened to all one hundred. <laughs> She'll draw one up for you. Mallory, thanks for being on the episode. Yeah, you'll have to come back for episode two hundred. Yeah. We'll make it a thing. Okay. Were you, was it fun to be on the show? Yeah. It was yeah. better than sitting in the office by ourselves. Okay. Yes, it was. Well, that, that's a that's a really good indicator right there. <laughs> um, thank you, Porch listeners. Josh, again, thank you for thank what you. you do for this ministry, and I appreciate you. And we will see you guys Sunday, and we will talk to you again soon. See you. Bye. Have a great week. Bye. 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 You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.